Welcome to Pragmatic Live. I'm Brad the Ormsby with Pragmatic Marketing, and for this week's podcast, we are bringing you the fourth and final episode of the 30-Day Launch Plan. If you've missed the previous episodes within this series, you can find the links to each one provided in the description. And yet again, here is Pragmatic Marketing Instructor Dave Daniels, presenting the final episode of the 30-Day Launch Plan. So what is the 30-day plan? Well, it's feedback from seminar attendees that have attended our launch class. Um, and it, it gives you a background or a blueprint for planning a product launch. It's, it's got a lot of different areas to look into and definitely takes more of a strategic approach to launching products, technology products. And it breaks it down into the essential parts. And think of this more like uh, not an absolute that you have to do it this way or that way, but think of it more like a quick start guide to kind of get you jumping in there and asking the right questions and pushing the right uh, edges to make sure that you're doing the right things for, for your overall product launch to get the best success you possibly can. Let's get right into week four. All right, so in week four, what I'm going to cover is evaluating a target market segment. We're also going to explore identifying points of leverage. We're going to dig into um, a review of our launch readiness plans up to this point, see how we're progressing. And we're also going to take another visit at our launch goals and reassess them to make sure are we on the right track are we way too optimistic, or maybe are we a little? Uh, uh, are we sandbagging a little bit? One of the big issues around product launch is uh, a lot of times companies get so so involved in just getting the deliverables done, they fail to really focus on what they're trying to accomplish with the launch, and it's not very focused. Product launches should build momentum. But that's not going to be possible without the appropriate amount of focus. And that's why we started all of this uh, 30-day product launch planning with defining launch goals. Now, goals define the measurement of success and create urgency. But one of the things we haven't talked about yet is identifying the best market segments that will provide that focus. So of all the, all the areas that you could target, all the, the market segments, which one is the, sh- is the best one or ones, there could be more than one, that can help you achieve your product launch goals the most quick in the quickest fashion and build the most momentum. I'm a big fan of, of coming up with very objective ways of evaluating things and, and it's no different for evaluating a target market segment. So market segments um, are are those areas that we're trying to get into uh, to help us build our business, right? Those are folks who would have a need for the thing that we do. Now, a target market segment is a subset of that. It says, which are the which is the one or the one ones um, that we're going to go after, the target market segments that we're going to go after, that would yield the best result the quickest, There are a lot of ways that you can evaluate a target market segment. I'm going to give you, uh, let's see, two, four, six points to consider. Uh, You certainly could do less. You could certainly do more. But these are six basic ones to think about. I'm going to walk through each one. And one way that you can explore this is by, by building a little tool, which I'll share with you. So the six points I'd like to zero in on 
are strategy, size, access, need, fit, and competition. So let's explore each one of those. So strategy, how does this market segment fit your organization's strategic direction? Uh, is it a good fit? Is it way out there? Um, you know, how does it line up? Size of the market segment. Is the market segment large enough to support the business goals, certainly the launch goals? Is it growing? Is it shrinking? Is it static? Is it basically a, a free-range kind of market segment where you could drive in there and have very little competition and, uh, and take dominance very quickly? The third point is access. Do you have access to the buyers in this market segment in a cost-efficient way? Now, it's easy to rationalize this at the PowerPoint level, but do you really have access to, to buyers in this market segment? They don't have to know about you. That, that's okay. You can create that awareness and connect with their need. But do you have access to them with your existing distribution channels, with your, with your existing approaches to marketing, uh, through your partners, and, and so forth? A fourth point to consider is need. So how important is it to the buyers in that market segment to solve this problem or fill this need? Is it very high? Is it kind of okay? Or is it very low? And what we're trying to find are market segments where the need is really important, that this is something that they have to take on right away, very quickly, and it's like, where have you been my entire life? Five is fit. So now that we've identified that they have an, a need and they really want to si solve this problem in an important kind of way, now how, how good is uh, our solution a match to solving this problem. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect. It eventually, it evolves over time. It gets a little better, it gets more refined. But how good of a match is our solution to solving this problem? If it's a really good match and it scores very high, then we'll have a, you know, we'll have a great match to the need. In an ideal scenario, you're looking for not only a high need, but also a great fit. Doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be a great fit. And the sixth one is competition. Do we have unrestricted competition? Are we able to walk into this market segment and just waltz all over everybody and just make hay and do what we need to do? Or do we have some serious competition that we'll have to, we'll have to consider? Now, it doesn't mean that just because we have competition, we wouldn't consider it as a target market segment, but when you're evaluating multiple target market segments, maybe there's one that has a great need, a great fit, great access, good size, strategic fit, but the competition isn't that difficult, and we could march in there. So we just score a little higher in our evaluation. Many of you know me by now. I'm, I'm a bit of a math nerd. Uh, that was my minor at, in college. Uh, one, one way to evaluate things like market segments and a lot of other things, a uh, favorite tool of mine is to use a Kvyat diagram. For those of you who are familiar with Excel, that would be a spider graph. 
So it has uh, little spines that emanate from the center and work their way outward and you can create a scoring system from there and put values into your spreadsheet and it creates this beautiful little pattern on top of the spider web which allows you to evaluate one um, set of data over another set of data and the spidergram, spider graph is perfect for doing that. So it shows the relationship that exists between the target market segment based on the evaluation criteria you happen to come up with. Now the ideal the, the ideal spider graph would be one that's completely filled to the edges. Now rarely that happens but uh, occasionally it will but what you're looking for is the most complete filling of a set of these spider graphs. And it enables the entire organization to have an objective evaluation when we're looking at multiple market uh, target market segments uh, that are under consideration. So in some cases, we might have some strong opinions in the organization that says, I think we should go here because I'm really familiar with it. But when we look at the evaluation uh, criteria, we realize, well, that's good. There are others that are better that we should consider. And remember, what we're trying to do is not to disprove that we should go after one market segment or the other market segment and show your right and the other person's wrong. This is all about getting you to, getting you to your launch goals the fastest. One thing we have not spoken about yet is something I like to call points of leverage in a launch. All right, so if we look up the word leverage in the dictionary, it's defined as the mechanical advantage gained by a lever originated by Archimedes. And Archimedes said basically he could move the entire world uh, with the right lever. So where are, the, where are there points of leverage that could help you accelerate your launch and, and achieve your launch goals faster than you would without considering these points of leverage? And this is, this is a, an, an idea, a concept that's often overlooked by organizations because they don't think of, of points of leverage being outside of their organization. They always think about it internally. But I'd like for you to think about it both internally and externally. So when we think about internal levers versus external levers, internal ones, um, I'll give you a couple that are often overlooked. If you have a customer support team, you have the market Certainly your customer is calling in and saying, I need help with the product. If you could arm your customer support team with some insight to talk to existing customers about what's new, um, what improvements you're making, uh, new products, new add-ons, they certainly could uh, be a point of leverage for you. As an example, um, just like your, uh, if you have a uh, consulting team, an implementation team, anyone who has face-to-face -face contact uh, with, uh, with your customers and your target buyers. But also consider external levers. Now, external levers are those organizations or individuals that are outside of your organization that could give you leverage. Think about things like publications, influential bloggers, industry analysts, partners, investors, customer evangelists, social networks. 
right? Anything that can enable you to find the right folks or the right vehicle that could give you a lever to accelerate your launch goals. So we want to, uh, leveraging is all about um, the buyer's journey, right? So there's pun intended, of course. So where do buyers go first? What information do they need? And whom do they trust? So what you're trying to do is find that trust connection and then work that. It could be that there's a thought leader in your industry at that, that target market segment you, you've identified. And that, that thought leader could be the individual that if you could reach them, explain what you're doing and get their interest and attention, um, they might be able to carry the water for you and say nice things about what you're doing to the rest of the market. And that creates that one of those points of leverage that could accelerate uh, you achieving your launch goals. Your game plan with identifying points of leverage is to find the influencers, figure out the best way to influence them, being careful not to cross important boundaries, right? So just because they're influencers in the market segment doesn't automatically mean they're going to be your friend. So please respect the professional boundaries that they have. Um, make sure that you're, you're being um, careful. Make sure that you're professional, courteous, and uh, find out what you can do for them to make their life better and perhaps make them better at what they do as influencers. And these are the kind of things that create those points of leverage. Another, another thing we want to do is by now we should have had some launch readiness plans created and we should be able to review them. Maybe they're not all complete yet, but you should have some. And by reviewing the launch readiness plans, now you're digging into different functional areas within the your organization that are impacted by a product launch. And from that, what you're looking for are where there might be additional gaps that need to be closed, uh, where there's completeness, where you can say, okay, go make it happen. Um, you can start looking for the interdependencies between these readiness plans to make sure you get the right resources, the right place at the right time to accelerate getting readiness for the entire organization uh, around product launch. One, uh, one, one last thing to take a look at again, and in every single week I talk about this, and it's port important thing to revisit, reassessing your launch goals. In light of what you've learned at the end of week four, is there a need to adjust the launch goals? Have you found additional conflicts, constraints, uh, resource limitations, skill limitations that might limit your ability to achieve the launch goals? Sometimes when we're readjusting launch goals, our first inclination is to think of maybe the launch goals are too aggressive, but maybe sometimes they're not aggressive enough. Maybe they're too passive. Maybe we've, we've identified that there's a bigger stretch that we can take that there's more than we can accomplish. So what we're trying to do is find the, the Goldilocks launch goals. You know, they're not too hot, they're not too aggressive, they're not too passive, they're just right. And we're able to achieve those launch goals and uh, get some great success for the business overall. And one last point, one final point. 
everything we've been talking about so far, so far has been about focus. It's about zeroing in on the things that you can do well because you can't do everything for everyone. So find the shortest path to achieve the launch goals, get the right resources, build the right readiness plans, get the points of leverage that you need, pick a target market and go hard, go after it hard, and don't turn back until you see really strong and hard evidence that says this is not working or it is working. And if it is working, push even harder. But let your launch goals be your ultimate guide. All right. Hopefully you found this information useful and you could apply it to your launch plans in the future. And if you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment. For more information about our launch training course and other courses offered by Pragmatic Marketing, be sure to follow the link in the description. Thank you very much for listening, and stay tuned for more podcasts from Pragmatic Live.